goodness! Justin Jefferson pulled it in! Looking for A.J. Brown. He's got it! Touchdown! In trouble, T.J. Watts. I am just, like, stoked about this Lions team. Debo Samuel! There he goes! Foot on the gas! All the way! Two MVP season. Not overreacting, but it might be happening. Caught in the end zone! Keenan Allen! There he gets him! It is Parsons! Back at the 21. I love the upside, the athleticism. Alright, what is going on everybody? How is everybody doing today? Welcome back here today to another episode of the Triple Option Podcast. Today we are here to react to the week 16 NFL slate. Uh, what's going on Tom? What's going on Tom? How are we doing? What's up guys? Uh, so we're here um, talk about a, a lot of games that had playoff implications. These were pretty much like a lot of Christmas Eve games, uh, some Christmas Day games. We'll jump all the way back to Thursday briefly to talk about a game that had NFC playoff implications between the Saints and the Rams, in which the Rams, I think, convincingly won this game. It was 30-22, to 22, so the score made it look a little bit closer than it ended up being, but the Rams pretty much dominated this game for pretty much the first three quarters, and then Derek Carr came on as of late to make this look a little bit better and probably keep him alive in Saints fans um, hopes for just maybe another two weeks um, but yeah the Rams are eight and seven it's looking like that they are going to make the playoffs the Saints are now um, they are what they are seven and eight but they could still make the playoffs if they I'm pretty sure if they win out because they do have another game against the Bucs um, do you guys think um, well I guess basically is the Rams we, we, we're pretty much all in agreement that the Rams are the best wildcard team not named the, the loser of the NFC East yeah, for sure. I, I think I mean, they, they I could definitely win a game if they go up against, like, Detroit. Yeah, I feel like Detroit, yeah, dude, that's, I feel like everybody's, like, ideal uh, matchup. That would be, what, between three and six is just yeah. L.A. going to Detroit. You have McVay versus Goff. You have Stafford returning home. It would be just, like, all the storylines in that one. Um, but, yeah, the Saints are technically alive throughout the next couple of weeks um, because they have Tampa and Atlanta, so they can run the table and win the division still, which is just insane to me um but yeah we'll, we'll get to those games in the, into the preview um later this week but um that was it was a good Thursday night game we'll jump to Saturday which I was like all right I'm excited to watch Steelers Bengals for a little bit I was like I haven't seen Mason Rudolph play quarterback in a couple years and man it was like the best game for the Steelers this whole season um Mason Rudolph had a phenomenal performance against the Cincinnati Bengals he threw for 290 yards two touchdowns George Pickens went off Najee Harris was solid on the ground and the Steelers defense played Jake Browning very well um, have you guys maybe just as like a like a neutral like view of this game? Do you guys kind of view the Steelers any differently if they're going to get this type of quarterback play out of Mason Rudolph, or do you think it was just kind of like a fluky one week thing, and they'll probably come back down to earth against Seattle this week? You have to assume it's fluky. Like, there's no way Mason Rudolph is just going to be doing this week in and week out. Um, I think the Steelers defense also just has the Bengals number because like even earlier in the season they shut down. Uh, Browning again, so it was just like a perfect storm for them. Yeah, so uh, the Bengals, it's it's looking tougher for them just because they have a terrible conference record, I believe, for them to make the playoffs. Um, and the Steelers are a little bit better than them right now. Yeah, the Bengals are three and seven in the conference. They're also zero and five in the division this year, which is just absolutely brutal. Um, so yeah, the Steelers will need some help from either Indy. Or the Colts, um, or it's pretty much, or I was gonna say Indy or Houston, but it's pretty much Indy if they want to make the playoffs. They do need Indy to lose a couple games. Um, I do, yeah, so, like, it's probably, 
I don't know, man. It's going to be tough for the Steelers to make the playoffs. I mean, they really dug themselves into a hole losing to Indy, Arizona, and New England in a three-week stretch. So you really can't say much about them. I don't think the Steelers deserve to make the playoffs. And I think since he... I feel like they... It's fine. Like, I, I wouldn't say that they're a fraud team to make the playoffs. I think, like, it would be impressive to do it without Joe Burrow. But it's not looking good for them. Um, The second Saturday night game we had was the Bills against the Chargers. The Bills ended up winning 24-22. This game was probably way closer than you thought. Maybe it was like the new coach kind of thing where the uh, Chargers had the interim coach and they're going to play a lot harder um, now that Brandon Selly is fired. So it was close. The Bills ended up winning um, with a go-ahead field goal with 28 seconds left in this game. And we'll get to the Miami game later, but this this is going to be tough now. It's going to be tougher for the Bills to win the division, but... After this game, did you guys have any thoughts about, um, I guess, like, maybe the Bills in general um, kind of going forward or pretty much, like, you know what, they're still not up there with Baltimore um, and Miami, but they're, like, still better than the bottom teams in, like, the playoff hunt in the AFC. Yeah, I mean, they're still, like, a formidable wildcard team, but we, I, the Bills, th- this game, although I probably would have picked the Bills would have more points if I was, like, a betting man, but this doesn't, like, surprise me by any means. If the, the Bills are playing right now, it's like to play the Chiefs in the playoffs, and they can most certainly beat them and then wind up against Miami or Baltimore in that um, second round. And then I guess they kind of control their own destiny from there. They'll get another shot at Miami. Well, a third shot at Miami, depending on how week 18 goes. But this is it doesn't really surprise me the outcome of this game. I still do think they're a notch below Baltimore. They, they still beat Miami up bad beginning of the season. So they got their number already and their division opponent. So we'll see how week 18 goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I so I'm very excited for that week. I do hope, like, I'm not like a, a Dolphins hater, but I do hope they lose against Baltimore just so that week 18 can actually be somewhat entertaining if it's for yeah. the division. Yeah. Um. So up to uh the Browns Texans game in. I know I, I I feel like it's still gonna go to Demar Hamlin, but I feel like Joe Flacco's got to be in consideration for for comeback player of the year. This man just went for 370 and three touchdowns. I mean, if you had Amari Cooper in your fantasy lineup, you probably did pretty well this weekend um, in your semifinals or finals as he had 265 yards and two touchdowns. Um, David Njoku's caught a touchdown. And obviously the Texans were without CJ Stroud, but I think Dom, you're you're completely on the, uh, the Browns wagon right now. Yeah, so not only did I have Amari Cooper in the semifinals, so I did benefit from that. Um, I have placed a future on the Browns to win the Super Bowl. They just seem like the team of destiny. They have the defense. Joe Flacco just keeps winning for whatever reason. I'm fully bought into it. Um, I was kind of hoping they had an outside shot at the division if the Ravens lost on Monday. Um, Their division hopes are kind of dead now. They would have to win out and have Baltimore lose out. But if they're the five seed, they would then most likely play the NFC South winner, who I think they could easily beat. If it's the Texans, they beat them. If it's the Jaguars, they already beat them. Like, they can do it, so... This Cleveland team, for whatever reason, I don't know, maybe we'll get, like, a weird Cleveland-Detroit Super Bowl this year and, like, the bowl, like, misery or something. That'd be wild, honestly. But, yeah, this Browns team has dealt with so many injuries. I feel like Stefanski, I think he's the odds-on favorite now to win Coach of the Year. So what a, what a season turnaround, basically, for the Browns. I guess Deshaun Watson getting hurt was a blessing in disguise because they've been so much better since he was kind of announced out for the year. And then they had a little bit of a QB carousel. And Joe Flacco, man, that, that is just wild that he's going to be the one that's leading them to the promised land. Yes, yeah, um, I don't know how he's doing it at, like, 40 years old. Makes no sense. I don't know either, dude. He looks way better than he did in, like, his end of his Baltimore days. Yep. I, I don't get it. Um, unless he had, like, an insane, like, shoulder surgery. And uh, at the time, I don't know. And now he looks so much better. Um, but we'll hop to, uh, the Jets, uh, commanders game. I was very happy with the first half of this game because I had Jets defense. 
um, in fantasy. And then the Jets basically just kind of let the Commanders come back into this game. Uh, the Jets were, I think, up like 27-0 at one point. It was 27-7. And then the Commanders scored 21 points in the second half to the Jets three. But those three points from the Jets were basically a, a game-winning field goal from Greg Zerline with five seconds to go. Uh, I guess I'm not gonna say it's a meaningless win for the Jets um, because they're not really yeah, I guess like it is like technically because like they're not making the playoffs and they probably want a better draft pick but it's not like they're jockeying for a quarterback so it's not the end of the world I feel like they'll find whoever falls to them whatever offensive lineman or or whatever maybe I don't even know what they're gonna go after offensive lineman wide receiver too especially with their tackle situation like Mekhi Becton Dwayne Brown being 39 40 and Mekhi Becton always being injured, so I feel like they have to go tackle. Yeah, I feel like they should honestly move Becton, like, inside if he can play it because, like, he just, I feel like he's been injured all the time at, at like, tackle. Because um, then they, they'll have, like, Elijah Barrett-Tucker um, inside with him. I feel like that's not a terrible idea if they are able to snag, like, one of the top tackles in the draft, but this is going to be tough now that they won this game. Commanders lose this game, which is kind of huge for them um, because now they have the third pick in the draft. So right now they are guaranteed... I'm not going to say a generational player, but they're they're pretty much guaranteed either a stud quarterback prospect or the generational wide receiver prospect, um, which is pretty good for them. So their fans probably definitely want them to lose out. Um, They'd be a very interesting team if they finished three because, like, would they try to trade up um, to guarantee themselves a quarterback? Or would they trade out if a team really gave up, like, an insane package for Marvin Harrison and they went, like, maybe the Jaden Daniels out or something like that? Um, Do you guys think, like, I don't know. If you guys, like, had to give me your two ideal teams to see drake may and caleb williams on would would the commanders be one of them or or no, no. it's like no would it, it would be like chicago and new england i, but what do I you... don't even know if it would be new england because i feel like i honestly like they just had a generational quarterback like let's get some time to suffer for the next or, like five years or it's like i don't trust belichick like this at this stage in his career to like get a quarterback prospect of caleb williams caliber and like expect him to like do something like really cool with him like you know what i mean like like if the bears get ben johnson then it's like okay this is pretty much the guy you want for this situation but mm-hmm. i guess just based on the teams that are able to get them washington kind of has to be on that list because because like you gotta assume they're gonna have an offensive coach next and arizona's not taking quarterback and the patriots are like i'd rather see him on the commanders the patriots i guess so I yeah, I guess answer your question. The answer is yes, because really, it's not going to be the Panthers either because of Bryce Young, and they don't have a first-round pick. So, yeah, I guess by default, it kind of has to be Washington. Yeah, I wonder what team Bryce Young would be on next year if the Panthers had their pick. Like, mm. what team... Like, say they were going to take Caleb Williams. Obviously, yeah. like, if they got Bryce Young, they probably weren't going to be, be able to keep this pick in general. But if they did, like, what team would even trade for Bryce Josh Young? Josh Rosen 2.0? Know. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah. Basically, at this point, but that's crazy because like Rosen was like closer Awful. towards like ten, and Bryce Young was one point one, and then they'd be moving off him after one year, which is just kind of wild. I do wonder if like Tennessee would make a trade. I mean, the Giants are kind of like right there to possibly make a trade as well. Um, if they maybe lose out, because like you know the Chargers aren't taking a quarterback. It looks like Arizona wouldn't be taking a quarterback. So and the Jets, I doubt the Jets are taking a quarterback. So um, it's gonna be interesting final two weeks to see who ends up like top two in this draft. Um, but yeah, so I guess speaking of Tennessee, um, before, uh, like they ended up losing on pretty much another, a lot of game winning field goals this week. They uh, lost on a uh, fourth quarter field goal with 57 seconds left to the Seattle Seahawks. Um, tight ends were already done from the playoff race and this game was out without Will Levis. 
Um, and the Seahawks are staying alive. They're eight and seven. They'll have the Steelers at home this week. Um, so we'll see what uh, if they're able to stay alive in the playoffs. To be honest, like I'm not still like moved by the the Seahawks at all. I don't really. I'm not like too scared of them at all. Um, do you guys think like they're probably though better option than a non NFC South team or an NFC South team? Or the Vikings to get that seventh spot, or do you guys think like you'd rather just see maybe the Bucks and the Saints or the Vikings and the the Vikings and like I guess the Rams I mean, making it? If you're talking about like a team that can pull off an upset, I'd probably say Seattle out of that list. Like I don't have faith in Minnesota or mm-hmm. the Saints, so like Seattle probably would give us the best game. They're probably the best team out of all those that you mentioned too. So they probably. Uh, they're really hoping they get that last spot. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll be good. I, I feel like, I'm well, they're going to be a road playoff team no matter what. I don't know, though. If they end up at seven, I just can't see them really beating, like, Philly or, or San Fran. Could do um, it again. I mean, yeah, they just did it. So, yeah, I guess I shouldn't say that. Um, But they got to play Drew Locke for that game. Do you think? True. No, they wouldn't do that, right? They're just going to no, play no. G-Lock just because he beat him before. Um, so uh, we'll hop to the Falcons-Colts game. This was my upset pick of the week, and I took the Colts to win this one. Um, ended up losing by 19. This is kind of crazy because the Colts, I feel like, were... It, the NFL season also just doesn't make sense sometimes because the Saints, or excuse me, the Falcons were coming off a bad loss to the Carolina Panthers, which is one of the worst losses you can have all year. And the Colts were coming off just another win, um, beating the Steelers, and then... You know, they won, like, they were on, like, a decent streak right here. Like, being the Panthers, beating the Pats, beating the Bucks, beating the Titans, losing to the Bengals, but then beating the Steelers. And then they lose by 19 to the Falcons. So, yeah, this season still makes no sense to me. Dom, have you figured out the Falcons yet? Do you want to tell me the secret behind them? Uh, No, I don't know what's going on. Um, <laughs> Again, their defense was great. Another um great defensive performance. Only gave up 10 points this week after... um. He gave up a touchdown early and then just shut them out for the rest of the game, which is good to see. Um, and, you know, it's just they're switching the quarterbacks. They get that spark every now and then. Taylor Heineke probably will play awful next week, and they'll be like, oh, let's go back to Ritter. He'll play great that one week. So it's probably what's going to keep happening. Um, if if the Bucks win this week, it essentially kills the Falcons' chances. So uh, they're going to need some help. But I don't know. Maybe Maybe they figured it out. I don't know. 29 points is a lot for this offense. Um, I feel, do, do they do they they don't score that often, do they? Not that much. They usually are like around you know, high teens, twenties. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Be, you know, a couple touchdowns vultured by uh, Algier, so that yeah. was fun. They scored twenty eight first week of November. Twenty three the week after. Then sixteen, sixteen, twenty one, seven, six, twenty five, twenty four. Okay, yeah. So they they they. they they do okay. So they do it okay at times. Going yeah, backwards I, actually. Okay. I really have no idea who's gonna win the the NFC South, man. I I feel like it's still the like obviously every, who looks the best is the Bucks, but from what we know this whole year, it, it just doesn't make yeah. any sense. And like jumping too far ahead, but the Bucks play the Saints this week. If the Bucks win, they clinch. So it could be over this week. Oh, dude, please, please. <laughs> I mean, for the team we eliminate, we could just say the Saints is basically just all us predict, uh, predicting oh, the Bucks to win the division. So, our, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to the strategy for who we're going to eliminate later. Um. Okay, so we had um the 
Packers beat the Panthers. Another game-winning field goal. Wow, it was a lot of game-winning field goals this week. Um, 19 seconds left in this one. They ended up winning 33-30. This was definitely the best game of Bryce Young's career so far. I mean, as a Panthers fan, you had to be pretty thrilled with this performance. Obviously, it would have been kind of nice if you had your draft pick because you'd be cool with the loss, but I'm sure at this point, you want to keep winning. Um, but Bryce Young was 23 for 36, 312 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. He was sacked just twice, um, which is probably pretty good for him at this point. And he had a uh, passer rating of 110. So he pretty much slinged the ball today and he looked accurate. He looked good um, against, I mean, not a good Packers defense, but still it's nice to see from your number one pick show some sort of life towards the end of the year when he's throwing to DJ Shark, Adam Thielen, and Tommy Tremble. And uh, I'm sure we all know Steven Sullivan as well, um, who had three for 21 How and could we um, forget five it? targets today. Yeah, so uh, this was a, a good game for Bryce Young. Um, this was a solid game for Jordan Love. The Packers, I believe, are not eliminated from the playoff picture yet, but they will need a ton of help. So they're not officially done. Um, well, technically, Chicago is still alive, which, okay, so... Um, yeah, Chicago is technically still alive. Obviously, they need insane help. But yeah, Green Bay, um, pretty much done from the playoff race. So they're not playing for too much. Um, probably just seeing what we can get from Jordan Love, who I think like this is a really good year for him. I feel like he had a carousel of receivers due to injuries. And like you're seeing like Dontavian Wicks, you're seeing Tucker Kraft like be his top options this late into the season. I feel like I feel a lot better about Jordan Love now than I did a couple months ago. Um, and I was not a like Jordan Love believer. I didn't think he was going to be like maybe your long term answer. I didn't think he would be a bad quarterback. But yeah, have you guys been pressed like by Jordan Love this season as a whole? I mean, yeah, I would say so because up to this year he really just sat behind Aaron Rodgers and didn't really he had zero experience. And although you know you could use the whole theory of how he learned behind Rodgers, you need to be on the field in order to play. And it was a big question mark year for the Packers with Bakhtiari being injured, I believe, for most of the year, um, or at least off and on. And then, like you said, carousel receivers, and it's definitely a bit promising, I would say. He had some good wins against the Chiefs, um, some bad losses, the one thing against the Giants, but it's an up and down for a guy like Jordan Love. I don't really ever see him being like a top seven talent, like a truly elite quarterback, but he could be, you know, a good, a, a good mid-level guy for some years, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if the Packers can improve just kind of mainly on the defensive side of the ball, like I feel like their offense, I wonder who like their starting running back will be next year. Um, I don't know if they have an out on Aaron Jones's contract or if they like want to keep Dylan around, but either way, like if they improve their defense, I mean like this division is still kind of wide open. Like the lines are a good team. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think they're like a juggernaut, like where it's impossible to dethrone them as like the NFC North champ um, next year. So um, if the Packers can just kind of improve marginally on the defensive side of the ball, they could definitely be in contention next year. So they're probably heading in the right direction. Um, and if they're able to add like a top corner in this draft or a top edge rusher, could be really good going forward. Um, so we had, I guess, speaking of NFC North teams, we had the Lions and the Minnesota Vikings. The Lions ended up winning 30-24 to on the road in this one. This was a huge ground game for like Jameer Gibbs. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown did great in this game. You had Nick Mullins sling the ball, but also had four interceptions. So full Nick Mullins game right here. Justin Jefferson fully back in this one. And I know like Tyree Kill, like I was just watching this game and like I'm watching Justin Jefferson. It's like, I'm still like, I feel like obviously he's been hurt the whole year and like Tyree Kill's been the best receiver this year, but I feel like it's still going to be a hard debate to like not put him at least as like a 1B in like wide receiver rankings like going into next year because this suit is still probably the most talented receiver in the league. I don't know if that's me being too recency biased with him though. Um, I mean, it's I'm still putting Tyree Kill at one. Um, I think the biggest thing with Tyree Kill is 
the most plays that nobody else in the NFL can make, Tyreek Hill can make. So he is the most like game separating like talent and ability. But Jefferson, like if you put Jefferson one, like I'm not gonna scoff at it. And like I, I one A and one B is more than fine. But I do think those guys are a full notch, especially get like Devonte Adams. At this point, Devonte Adams' career, like he had a bit definitely of a, dropping. So, and then Jamar Chase, I would say, although he's immensely talented, he does have the injury bug. Like I think he's been hurt all three years. No, not his rookie year, but he's been hurt. He got hurt last year. He's been hurt this year, and a lot of different injuries too. And I, AJ Brown is up there. CD Lamb, I think that was kind of catapulted himself into that top five conversation. So the one and two, I think, is set. And then you could pretty much make any combination of three, four, five. Now that Cooper Cup, I think, is out of the picture a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely some turnover. I feel like a wide receiver rankings because you mentioned CD Lamb, and I feel like you got to also have like AJ Brown up there as well now. And like, I wonder how high we were going to put like Amon Ra next year, just because he's had like an insane season this year. Um, did you, Tom? You had his like prop that he would lead the league in receptions am i remembering that correctly Amon Ra. yeah yeah i do i have it um and i, I think he's he's, he's he's in a he's in a good spot for it. the only thing is um he missed that one game so mm-hmm. it really is gonna hurt him same with tyree kill which i had tyree kill to lead the league in touchdowns too which also sucks be- and receptions and that one that one missed game is like tough dude it's alive I, like, well, I, I mean, they're both right alive. Now. I mean, because Keenan Allen has 108, and like, I don't Dude. picture Keenan Allen playing next week. And CeeDee Lamb has 109, and like, him and, and Tyree Kill and Amon Rob both have 106. And it figures because their 17 game pace is there. But, mm-hmm. um, the one game they both missed due to injury. So, gonna just need I, need, I need, I need the Lions and the, and the Dolphins to be in meaningful games. Like, so if, the Ravens win, and the, and the Dolphins got to play big in Week 18. And then um, if Detroit's playing for seeding, and the Eagles lock themselves into the playoff spot next week, and Dallas has something to play for, they're locked into a wild card, or the other way around, that's what that's what I would need. Mm-hmm. So, Dude, I would be pissed if I had Keenan Allen in this prop bet because he's right there, <laughs> 108 to 109, but he's also missed two full two games, games I know. Well. Like, he could have ran away with this if he stayed healthy or if, like, Herbert ever got hurt. And his odds are probably crazy at the start of the year. Yeah. For Keenan, yeah, I feel like <laughs> that, for sure. Um, Imagine you took Michael Pittman in this one, too, though. He's right there. No. As well, he's kind of <laughs> falling behind now that he missed the game, but he's right there as well. I don't All these guys have missed games, too, like, um, and, like, Diggs. Yeah, besides CD and AJ. And Diggs was he 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 was up there too, but like now like he's off. I don't know. I don't know what happened to him these last this last what, awful I don't know, maybe nine weeks. Like the whole second half of the year, he's been very 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 streaky. Well, not even streaky, just not great. Bad. So. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, um, uh, what are you saying? No, no. If you're, I was just gonna say like I think because you mentioned Amon Ra before, like there's a chance he really is top five next year. Like without a debate, possibly too, because he has just been that good. Yeah, I mean, right now he's sitting at 106 with with 1281 and eight touchdowns. So like, if you like, if you give him a 17 game pace, he'd probably be at like, I don't know, what's his yards per game? Um, 80 ish. Yeah, I would say no, it's 90 91.5. So if you throw another 90, that's 13, that's 1370 with probably a hundred and maybe like eight more receptions, 114. So he'll be on pace for like 140 and like 1500. That's kind of not and like almost 1600 like 1550 that's with like 10 touchdowns that's pretty great that, that's those are, those are great stats by my book i don't care 
Yeah, and I feel like just because he had such a good second half last year, and then you had a full sample size year this year, and the youth, I feel like you got to put him ahead of like Stephon Diggs next year for sure. For sure, I think. And, and, and probably and Devontae Adams in rankings mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, like I'll, sure. like I'll put, I'll keep Lamb, Tyree Kill, AJ Brown, Jamar Chase, and like after that, like where do you like who else? Like Adams fell off. Uh, well, I think I think Adams Cup. And Diggs are all going to take, a, like, a tear down next year. Like, who else is better? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, There's so many, yes. like, like, like mid-wide receiver one talent that, like, Devontae Smith and, like, um, like guys like, even, like, Puka and Garrett Wilson, uh, DJ Moore. Like, those guys are all, like, locking down, like, spots, like, 10 to 20. But you don't really, like, the top five, I think, is, like, who else really is it? The, the guys you named. Could... Could Michael Pittman be like the new Devontae or uh, DeAndre Hopkins where he's just like balling out with a carousel of quarterbacks, but like once he gets that really good quarterback, he could really just flourish? I hope so. I mean, I, I like I like him coming out of college too, but Devontae Adams is a crazy that that's a crazy player comp to slap on somebody, but we'll see how we'll we'll, we'll see if it winds up being like that. Good maybe him and AR fifteen yeah. end up being like a crazy uh crazy combo. Yeah, true, because, like, he'll get Richardson back, yeah, because I'm just trying to remember, like, Hopkins, I mean, Hopkins was obviously, like, better at this point, probably, in his career than Pittman was, and when he was in Houston, but I feel like Hopkins never had that true, nah, Hopkins was a freak, though, but I don't know, Pittman is pretty good, I feel like he's definitely underrated, but, um, he, because he's right there as a reception machine, uh, so, this week, we had the Bucks beat the Jaguars 30-12, to um, this game, I've seen so much discourse around Trevor Lawrence, because I'm pretty sure he's due for the extension this offseason where he can get that next like yeah mm-hmm. massive deal that we saw like herbert we saw hertz and burrow and all those guys get it last offseason um i wonder like if you're the jags right you still have to like give it to him or do you just say like no. we don't have to we want to see this for one more year before we commit 250 or what million dollars to this guy going forward they definitely need to see it they can pick up the fifth year and that would still give them two full seasons i don't think you can't give him the extension right now unless you truly believe in him, but there's nothing that you've seen that makes me feel like he's worth that money. Zero. Dude, Especially with the injuries now, too, because he's he's been banged up, and he's just straight up bad. Like, being a fantasy manager of him all year, he's insanely frustrating to watch. And the Jaguars, like, they're, the team also isn't there in terms of um, being able to compete because they're, 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 they're a very flawed roster, and especially with the wide receiver injuries that they've had. Because hindsight is like complete 2020 when I'm going to say this, but like we look back, did we view at the time of the 2021 draft as Trevor Lawrence as like generational yes. or he was like, yes. he was yeah. generational at the time? Like or was Andrew he like Locke a, was like, gr- the be- like the best since Andrew Luck, I think probably tr- prospect wise. Right. He was, I know. Cause I'm like wondering like, okay, was he just the clear cut best college quarterback? So he was like undoubtedly the number one pick in the draft. Like there was no doubt about that. And that's why like he had all the praise but, like, he was, like, yeah, like, generational traits-wise. It's crazy that he's not panned out. Because I feel like the Jaguars, obviously, had um, Urban Meyer. And that could have really hurt his development in year one. But, like, I feel like his weapons have been pretty good. He's had a good running back. He's had a good tight end. He's had two good receivers. Um, the old line like, they've invested into that as well. So, it's weird to see him not, like, break out this year. Because he showed so much promise in year two last year. I, I'm interested. Like, like, was there were there any other options that the Jaguars could have won? Like, they could have won, I guess, Hutchinson at one. I guess he he was a guy I thought should have won one in last no. year's draft. Oh, last year's draft? Oh, instead of like Trayvon Walker? Yeah, or like anybody on, um, on Trayvon Walker. Sauce win, right? Wasn't no, he, Sauce? Trayvon Walker's been good, actually. 
Has he? I was yeah, yeah. I was reading um there oh, was, was like two a weeks couple ago. stats about him. That, that was pretty good about him. I, I don't know if he's like number one pick good, but I feel like he's not been much different from like Aiden Hutchinson. Well, Aiden Hutchinson kind of like was looking like defensive player of the year and then just did nothing. Oh, he has seven sacks. Well, when did these sacks come from? He had like three sacks like two weeks ago. <laughs> I feel like, um, because who were they? Like they weren't going to probably take like a sauce gardener. That would have been like balls. They I mean, that would have yeah. been a great pick, but they weren't taking him number one. I don't know. I mean, like they could have been Kayvon. They, like he, it, it, it was it was number one. Kayvon was the number one prospect like going into this season. Yeah, like most of the college year. Yeah, I wonder if like I mean they could have added a receiver in this draft too, not at number one, but they could have like traded down if like a team gave up. But there was no quarterback to trade up for, so that was like the thing. Nobody was mm-hmm. trading up to take Aiden Hutchinson or or Kayvon Thibodeau. So, yeah. I mean, they definitely surprised everybody with Walker, but that's crazy. Yeah, they the first overall pick back to back years. They were bad. Wow. <laughs> they, they were indeed bad. They um, were bad. So now. <laughs> no, no, I was gonna make a joke for Jets fans. Like, now were you happy that you beat the Rams so you didn't end up with Trevor Lawrence and you're in this cycle? But now the Jets fans were probably kill for Trevor Lawrence at this point over Zach Wilson. Um, but yeah, that was that was really shocking to like see them just kind of get blown out by Tampa Bay. Shout out to Baker Mayfield. It looks like he may get like an extension from Tampa, so that'd be pretty cool. Hopefully, they resign him and Mike Evans in the offseason because mm. they can still play at a high level together. Um, yeah, Chicago beat Arizona, um, 27 to 16. I mean, at this point in the season. I, I don't know, man. Fields is making a great argument to stay there. I don't think it's still going to happen. But, he, like, everyone said, like, a couple weeks ago, Fields needs to ball out the rest of the year for him to maybe be in the GM's eyes to, like, keep. And he's been good. I, I feel like they're still going to go Caleb Williams. I feel like that's still a no-brainer. Uh, if I was in Ryan Poles' shoes, I just – I wonder what team Fields is going to be on next year. I really hope it's the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I doubt it's going to be. I don't know what you guys think. I don't mean – I don't – don't look into it too much. Like, it was the Cardinals' defense. Like – Fields, he finished the day with 170 yards, one touchdown, throwing. Like, the stats aren't crazy. Played an awful defense. So, like, I think the win maybe just makes it seem better. But you also just can't fall in the trap that Justin Fields is, like, turned a corner. We know who he is at this point. Not for 97 on the ground, though, and a touchdown. I know it's you said it's the Cardinals defense, but I just feel like now we're just adding on to, like, solid game after solid game after solid game where it shouldn't be, like, this one game in a vacuum. Yeah, it shouldn't make me change my mind. But now it's, like... A couple of good games in the second half of the season where I'm like I'm slipping the or I'm slipping the uh, Justin Fields juice says like he could be my next franchise quarterback. All right, so if you're as a Steelers fan, let's say they have pick 15, would you trade that straight no. up for Justin Fields? Uh, um, probably not, just because you have to pay Fields, and that's just I feel like a big risk. Mm-hmm, so that, that's another reason, like they can then essentially the franchise quarterback. Yeah. Uh, they can essentially get yeah. a cheaper like that, version like, of it. If you if you don't pay him, you don't think he's franchise quarterback. That's that's the. Yeah, Do you think it would cost a first on a like a second and like a fourth? I don't I know. I was he, just throwing if that he finishes out. Finishes the year the way he is, I think it would probably cost like a singular first and like a mid round pick might get it done. But the Bears have like also no leverage in a deal either. Like, what are you gonna have Fields and Williams on your roster next year? Like that, they're not gonna do that. Yeah, so, like, it's not, but who's to say that like the Steelers are the first team to call and they offer a one, and then another QB needy team um, calls and says we'll give you a one and a three, like. Okay, like the Bears have no leverage, but now why would you not take the extra three? You know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I feel like like Atlanta would probably like overbid for a Fields. The yeah, thing like, is, one, they 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 went out of their way to say they don't want Lamar last year for some odd reason, but Fields and Lamar have similar play styles just because they both are so mobile. But Lamar is obviously far better than Fields probably will ever be. The thing with Fields is though he was picked what like tenth, twelfth, eleven, eleven. Okay, that was close. Um. Do we really think his return on investment should be higher than that, like, pick? Like, if you're trading the 10th pick tomorrow for Justin Fields, 
I kind of think that's just an awful trade just because we already know he's really not been good enough to be the 11th pick. Like, he's been pretty bad for most of the time. So why would all of a sudden now he go for higher when you have to pay him coming no. up soon? Like, that seems, I agree. That seems weird. I feel like he would go for a second and, like, a fourth or something like that. Or, like, maybe a second's even high. Maybe it's, like, a third and a fifth or something. Yeah, because, like... I feel like... I don't know. I've seen I've seen enough of him over the past three years and that I'm overlooking this one month and just saying I still don't think he's the guy. I, I guess so, yeah. but look at what the Panthers gave for Darnold. It was like a two and a five. Like Field is definitely better than Darnold. Like Darnold is was he though? like they're the same they do the same at the end no, of the day. I think they so. don't win. Darnold, I think so. Darnold was like legitimately horrific. Like Field give like, Darnold the benefit of the doubt. Like he had yeah, like terrible options, but yeah, Field's better for sure. Yeah, but I'm but we're also kind of over speaking. We might be over speculating because the Bears owner might just say, I don't want Ryan Poles or Eberflus next year. And like, it'll be a completely new guy. And there's no chance that a new head coach and GM are coming into the Bears and not using number one pick on a great quarterback prospect. Because that's like blueprint number one of what you do, of like, that's what makes the job attractive. And if the owner's like, you're not taking quarterback, no one will take that job. And they'll end up with. With like an awful option head coach, and they'll just never end in misery. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited to see what team fields is on next year for sure because I doubt it's going to be Chicago. Um, we had a really good game between the Miami Dolphins and the Dallas Cowboys. I really thought um we did we oh, I forget who we all took. We all took Dallas in this one, right? Yeah. I took Dallas. Yeah, so we all took Dallas, and then Miami wins this game. Um, this was also another game-winning field goal. Jason Sanders went off. If you had him in fantasy, he kind of had a field day as well because he had multiple 50-yarders. Um, Tyreek Hill came back kind of with his injury. He played very well. Jalen Waddle got poked in the eye after the 50-yard catch, came back in the third quarter, I believe, and then hurt his ankle or his like uh, leg or something on a run play. So Waddle was banged up in this game, um, which was kind of frustrating. And then, yeah, so like CeeDee Lamb had a very good game. This was a tough loss for the Cowboys because they really could have, like, I don't know. I, I feel like for them now to win the division, it's going to be very tough because they do need now the Giants to beat the Eagles, right? Probably mm-hmm. in Week 18, yeah. or the Cardinals. which is a tough ask um, because now the Eagles will not be benching their starters for that one. Uh, so, yeah, this is pretty poor uh, now, like, kind of outlook for the Cowboys. Big win, though, for the Miami Dolphins, who could still get the one seed um, in the AFC. Does... The Dolphins have the clear one seed, right? If they win this week, if, yeah. If they win no, this Ravens week, they'll them. no, because they'll have the tiebreaker over the Ravens if they win. Because they play each other this week. Oh, you're right. The Ravens this week, yeah. So yeah, that that's crazy. Wow, yeah, this is a great game. We've had some like really good games these last couple of weeks. The schedule yeah. makers kind of did well towards the end of the year here. Yeah. yeah so could. if the Ravens win, they'll clinch and bench everybody the following week. If the Dolphins win, they'll it's control the Steelers. It then. Oh, yeah. Steelers could sneak in then. Dude, Mike Tomlin's going to go 9-8 and eight and it's going to be like this. Yeah, they're going to lose this week and then we win week 18. And then it's, oh, it's a great year. They win 9-8. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, like, we had, like, a great Ravens and Dolphins game this week. And then they're both going up against each other next week. And I mean, like, great, like, opponent matchup, not maybe some of the games. Um, But, yeah, huge win for the Dolphins as they could be the one seed, man. That would be huge. Um, And then maybe... I would say, like, that could be a McDaniel coach of the year. But I feel like what Stefanski's doing with Flacco, it's going to be tough to beat. Just that story. Um. Sure. I'm sure Patriots fans are very pissed about the outcome of Sunday night. Them ended up uh, beating the Denver Broncos 26-23 on another game-winning field goal this week. Chad Ryland, who missed, I think, like a 30 or something yarder before. I think he missed an extra point, and then mm-hmm. dude goes out and he hits a 50-yarder to win the game. And the Pats are now out of the top three. Um, 
and this is wild. So yeah, the Broncos season is over pretty much. They're not making the playoffs. I feel like Pats fans, you got to be pretty pissed about this outcome here. Uh, you guys have any thoughts about this game at all? I mean, it was a pretty meaningless game. Almost like the Broncos were still somewhat alive. And I, obviously the Pats are trying to lose for a topic, but there wasn't really any storylines outside of that. I think, uh, I think we kind of cooked with this Broncos elimination early on now, because now I think there's like a 5% chance of making the playoffs now. And I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I think we all kind of collectively were sweating it for those three weeks where the Broncos were like in the playoff picture, like from when they went on the win streak to like last week. It was now I am relieved because one, our prediction looks far better, and two, this team is not beating anybody in the playoffs. They were locked in at seven, like Miami, which just probably ruined their entire day again. I probably yeah. dropped seventy on them. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm happy that this is the way it ended up because I did not want to see them in the playoffs again after watching that game. Yeah, and this this Patriots win works out great for the Cardinals because now the Patriots are at four. They're going to have to trade up to two if they want the quarterback, so win-win. Yeah, it's huge for them. Um, and now, yeah, like we're, we're kind of eliminating the teams we don't really want to see in the playoffs. Like, I mean, Vegas is still somewhat alive. You know Vegas can still win the division, which is kind of wild. I assume, I assume a win out and a lose out. I guess. Yeah, basically. Um, no, they don't even play the Chiefs again. Chiefs I'm pretty sure this week. And they played them. Um, yeah, like through like. Four and they lost. Ago. Yeah. I oh, guess they would have a similar conference. I don't even know. Yeah, I think they would have the same conference record as well. Let me take a quick. So then it goes down to strength of schedule as division. Yeah, they would have the same division record, or no, they would have a better division record if they won out and lost out. So. Yeah, that's that's why they would take it. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. I mean, shout out to. Uh, um antonio pierce and yeah we could talk about them i mean they just beat them 20 to 14 on the road in arrowhead when the raiders did nothing offensively in the second half they know kind of had one of the worst like stat lines you'll ever see from a quarterback um and they basically got all their points though from either field goals or defensive touchdowns did you guys see the clip of like the person like on twitter making the joke that this is gonna happen on sunday of or excuse me monday of like patrick mahomes throwing a pick six yeah, like it was like six days ago at that point. So it was like eight days ago now. And it was about like Alex Smith like 10 years ago or five years ago. And it was like that exact video, but the same exact play happened. Yeah. It was wild. Um, yeah, it was nice. But yeah. And then did you see like he kind of like was going to give the ball to the, the young cheese fan and then pulled it back. I saw another tweet that was like, no, this is good for the game because we need like that. That kid's going to be a, the biggest Chiefs hater forever now. Like this is this is how rivalries are made. And I was like, yeah, he's kind of right. Yeah, no, I, I I like it. Um, and that Josh Jones guy, he's the same one that uh, like I didn't know much about him, and he he had that one handed pick six against the Chargers on Thursday night. So like this guy's had two pretty cool pick sixes this year. Um, and yeah, the Raiders win this game. I don't think we any of us expected that. No, and not in this way. Are we? Are we like? I'm. We can't say we're officially out on like Mahomes and the Chiefs because it's Mahomes no, no. And I'm Chiefs, out. But I'm out. You, really, like zero percent chance they do anything in the playoffs. Aiden O'Connell. In the final three quarters, went 0 for 10 with zero yards and three kneel downs, and they won the game. The Chiefs, if you can't beat that, I don't know who they're supposed to beat in the playoffs. Yeah. Like, like that's that's pretty hard to lose to that, and like, they did it easily. <laughs> and had, like, the Bills right now are set to play the Chiefs. I personally would like the Bills in that game. And if the Chiefs, I don't, they're obviously not going to move up to the two seed unless they win out and Miami loses out. But... It can move down to the four, and I still might take Cleveland over them in the first round. Oh, 100% take Cleveland. Like, just because of how, like, I just, the Chiefs, like, they just don't score points. Like, when, like, when the Chiefs were so good on offense all these years, and then they never really had a truly elite defense, and, like, they were still winning Super Bowls, you're like, okay, now this team has an elite defense. 
when the offense figures it out, they might be even scarier than prior years. And it's been the opposite. They can't score points. How do you, how do you, like, like Dom said, how does a quarterback, the other team, finish that much of the game on 0 for 10 and three kneel downs and you do nothing? And I, I saw on Twitter, I don't remember who tweeted it, but if Washington clears house and Eric Bieniemy gets let go, Will the Chiefs pick him back up for the playoffs and just say it's your offense again, like start cooking? Are you able like, to do that, I guess. Yeah, easy. you can. You can. You can sign him then. That'd be wild. Um, I don't know though. I'm. I. I would still take the Chiefs over the the Browns for sure. I would. Mm-hmm. I would still take the Chiefs. So I hope. I hope we get that because then I'll we'll have some parody in our preview. <laughs> um, but yeah. So a huge loss for the Chiefs. I also feel like a big thing with them this year. Obviously, they don't have like. I mean, Rasheed Rice is kind of emerges the top guy, but he's still not like a wide receiver one. But I feel like the biggest like storyline, or maybe the reason why their offense is taking a step back, has got to be the decline of Travis Kelsey. He's just not the guy he used to be. Like I feel like the regression was coming. I mean, he's what a 33, 34 year old tight end. Like they don't particularly age all that well, so it wasn't gonna be like like as an elite guy. Like yeah, you're gonna get your 40 year old Jason Witten who's gonna catch like five for 50 every game. Maybe that's what we're gonna get for Kelsey. Um, that we didn't really expect was gonna happen this year. Yeah, I mean he's looking at he's he's still gonna have a thousand yards. Like he's probably gonna have like, like a hundred yards, like which six is crazy. touchdowns, which is still like a great <laughs> yeah. season. But that's not obviously remotely close to what he's been doing. Like he's had like in previous years, like he's been sitting around that like fourteen hundred mark with like usually ten plus touchdowns. It's a very big drop off. Um, like his last five or so years, thirteen hundred, twelve hundred, fourteen hundred, eleven hundred, and then thirteen thirty eight, all with more touchdowns besides 2019 than he had this year so it, it is a pretty big drop off and I think it's just a result of the Chiefs offense not being scary and they can focus on him rather than having to worry about him and it's just like Tyreek Hill so yeah so yeah that'll be, that'll be big for them um we had the four o'clock game on Monday was between the Giants and the Eagles. The Eagles ended up winning this one, 33-25. Um, this game was pretty close throughout it. I mean, the Eagles had like that, or the Giants had that really long pick six. You had the Darius Slayton long touchdown towards the end of the game. Tom, what were your thoughts and uh, opinions from this game? As you're probably very happy that the Tommy DeVito era, it looks like it's over in New York. Uh, yeah, I'm ecstatic. I'm so <laughs> when I saw Tyrod coming out in the second half, I was like, I got the I got the Twitter notification like from, from one of the Giants beat writers, and I was like, what? I like double take and I was like, I cannot believe it's finally over. I was like, I am so, I was so done. I've told you guys about it for weeks on end. I, I, I could not stand this whole Tommy DeVito era because it just made the Giants into more of a joke because it like the memes and everything. And they're already really bad. They're like good memes and bad memes. It just, it just was a bad mix. Um, but I mean, best of luck to Tommy DeVito moving forward in his career, but I don't think that he will be the long-term answer to the Giants. Um, and this game also was a, was a, not as close as it seemed. Like the Giants had a, had a really long pick six, and they got that first touchdown set up very easily because um, forgot who it was ran into Boston Scott and like the Giants recovered the, the kickoff on like, the ten yard line. So, I mean, yeah, it was close, but the Eagles were up twenty to six in the first half, like all out domination. So, I think they're gonna ride with Tyrod the rest of the year. I don't see them beating the Rams, but I don't see them beating the Eagles. If the Eagles have anything to play for, so. Looking like a five and twelve season, they usually get you like the six, like fourth through six pick. So they're in prime position to trade up for Drake May if they want him. Maybe Jaden Daniels yeah. as well. They can get him like yeah. with their pick. I'm upset we got no Boston Scott touchdown. I, I know yeah. he was like, uh, I think he scored eleven touchdowns in nine games against the Giants. Like he's he's a, he's the definition of a giant killer. Like there's always That's that one insane. guy that like 
is like a thorn in your side of your favorite team, like that is Boston Scott. And it sucks that it's not even like it's CeeDee Lamb or it's Jalen Hurts. Like it's their Boston third or fourth Scott. running back. And yeah. he just kills I, us every year. Going back to DeVito, I feel like he'll be on the team next year, right? Or if not even on the Giants, I feel like he could be a backup or a third stringer somewhere he'll else. Probably yeah, like he'll, like he'll probably be a third string, which I'm fine with. Yeah. Is Ty- you think Tyrod will be back or you think they'll get a different backup? I Danny think Dimes the backup. All right, Joe, that could be. Yeah, I, mean, I doubt that's gonna happen unless yeah, unless I mean, they somehow think, ended up with May. I'm not sure. I think Tyrod actually. I think this is. I think this is the second year of his two year contract, and I think Tyrod would probably rather go somewhere where he can get a shot at playing. Like, I think if Tyrod was a quarterback of the Browns this year, like he would have gotten playing time. Like Joe Flacco probably never would have been the quarterback because they never would have had to pick him up due to Dorian Thompson Robinson and, and who's who's PJ Walker. He's a, PJ Walker, yeah. Yeah, like those the Tyrod's far better than both those guys. So I think they probably would have just rolled with Tyrod and and I don't know, Flacco's playing great, so I'm not gonna say have the same record, but you know you guys know kind of pick up what I'm saying. Like Tyrod's serviceable mm-hmm. enough to where if you have him, like you're not really looking at Joe Flacco. Yeah, yeah I, I mean Tyrod almost beat the Bills, he almost beat the Eagles, he's he's one step away. <laughs> Did a lot of almost. He's young and promising though. He'll come later on in his career. Um, so we had this was definitely game of the year on paper. At least like you had the top team in the AFC versus top team in the NFC this late in the year. Ravens Niners. Um, this game really like was close through the first half, and then the Ravens pulled away in that third quarter. Um, Brock Purdy threw four interceptions. Man, the MVP like I'll just say now the MVP like just kind of like volatility this year has been insane like Purdy I think is now the fourth in MVP when he was the odds on favorite this week I mean he had probably one of the worst games of his career probably the worst game in his very short career four interceptions um most of them were his fault too Mm. and a lot of kind of uh, no pushback well I mean like two of them got batted at the line and then one of them his arm got hit as he threw it so like can we say the ones that are bad at the line are still his fault I mean, when they get batted up at the line and, like, someone runs from the other side to, like, pick it off, I don't know. I mean, I feel like a lot of luck can go into that where it's like, oh, maybe somebody doesn't, like, catch it from the other side. But I feel like him, you throwing it, like, and the lineman hitting it still has to technically be your fault. I guess in that instance. It's not like, though, like, when you see four interceptions, it's not like he was throwing it downfield and, like, guys were, like, undercutting it easy or stuff like that. Like, there was some luck involved in that. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, I agree with that. And, um, yeah, this was... Pretty noticeable. I I don't know why though. I like obviously Purdy is like a good quarterback. I still think like if these two teams played in the playoffs, like which would obviously be the Super Bowl, I'd still probably like San Fran to win this game. I still think San Fran's the better team, but I'm probably just a Ravens hater, which I'm like fine to admit that. Um, but I also like want to give them that they're the best team in the league right now for sure. They just beat the best team. Do you guys think like Lamar Jackson deserves MVP right now? I feel like if anything, they should push the CMC agenda, but I, I don't know. That's well, just me. I said it last week. I got ahead of the take. I said if Lamar wins his second MVP, people are going to say he's the worst two-time winner ever, and here we are. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Oh, man, is he really going to win? Because all he's got to do is if he beats Miami next week and then he'll lock it rests up. in week 18, yeah, he's locked up. Yeah. Because yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll be a chance of going 14-3, and three, and I mean, if they can lock up the ones he, like, he winds up going 13-4, and four, but his record is 13-3, and three, I think... How do you not give it to him? You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it, it, it's tough to justify against it. Like, CMC's having a great year, sure. But if, so if CMC gets the MVP, right? Another another kind of spinoff of Brock Purdy winning MVP. How does Brock Purdy ever be in that race to begin with if CMC's the MVP? So, like, so that means the, the Fortnite had the, had the two or three most valuable players in football. Like, that should go to show you that 
it's kind of it was it was always a supporting cast instead of it being Purdy. But that's just you know that that's my my take on it. I mean Lamar, he's I think he's just he's like top fifteen in passing yards and he has dude yeah he's, he may finish with thirty six hundred passing yards. And I like, did with see like a nine with like a twenty to eight touchdown interception ratio. I saw one thing though he's like on pace to be the first quarterback to have like thirty six hundred passing and like nine hundred rushing or something like that. Yeah, I'm looking. Like, yeah, I'm, 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 he's I'm never done that before. His, uh, his rushing stats. Right I don't now. think he ever had that much passing when he did it. Really? Jeez. How many did he pass when he won his MVP before? He has like five uh, rushing touchdowns. He won in what twenty? He had he had thirty one hundred yards, but he had thirty six touchdowns and six interceptions though. Yeah, that was a crazy pass, like touchdown year passing. But he's got yeah, more yeah, yards. He had thirty one hundred passing yards. That's crazy. Yeah, but he he led the league in touchdowns though. And, and he ran for rushing 1200. this year. Twelve hundred rushing yards. Yeah, and he's tw- yeah. So I mean, this year will be significantly worse than his than his MVP year, like in terms but, of like all yeah. like the dud, you know, eye level stats. But I don't know, man. If he it if has he also just up, been worse around the league too, just with quarterbacks in general. Yeah, I mean, in twenty nineteen, the, the 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 competition was far better. Like, like Mahomes and Brady were still playing to a high level. Um, mm-hmm. This was before Josh Allen broke out, but you had Watson was was playing well. Um, Rogers was still in the league, and the Saints were thirteen and three. Was that Big the ben. the year Drew Brees got hurt with Teddy Teddy Bridgewater? Not sure, but still, the quarterback play definitely is just to a higher level yeah. in twenty nineteen than it is now. It's a shame that Dak has had like, or the Cowboys have basically lost two in a row because he was right in line to basically this was going to be an easy award to give. I feel like if Tua, I don't know, man, if the Dolphins win this week, I feel like Tua might win this award. Two stats about it's crazy because we're going back and forth on whoever just wins is like the yeah, last thing standing is going to be. Which, I kind of don't like that. Two has the stats. Two has the stats. He does. 100%. He might he might go for thirty and ten or thirty and like eleven or twelve if there was another pick and he's going to finish with over forty five hundred passing yards. Yeah, and and also I still think if if Kirk Cousins didn't get hurt he would have won it because the Vikings would have won probably like eleven games and I think Cousins. Would have he was far leading in, in well not far but he was leading in rushing in passing touchdowns and passing yards and he may have passed for five thousand and like how do you not give him that award and he was having the best year of his career which sucks to see him down because he was they were just starting to get rolling after the tough start yeah I honestly I'm ready to give it to Matthew Stafford and call it a day he's definitely the most viable to that team. Why yeah, I was trying to. I, Mason, I, was I was trying to think of some like random guy to just like throw out there, but I think you beat me too with Stafford. <laughs> Jameer Gibbs. Um. All right, so we gotta we gotta eliminate one more team here. Also, I honest, there's a Thursday game this week. Um, Jets it's Packers? Jets Browns. Oh, Jets, could, Jets Browns. Browns. I could have gone without a Thursday game this week. I feel like we don't need this. We just had such a long week of football. I feel like we didn't need this. Maybe and there's only one Saturday game too. We should have got more Saturday games. Yeah. There's no Monday. There's no Monday game. Fantasy manager. No Monday uh, game. I don't need him playing the Browns defense on a Thursday in championship yeah, week. That's brutal. We have ten one o'clock games on Sunday too. That's they did too not many. cook with this. And game. how many? F- three four. No, three four o'clocks or three four o'clock. Two awful. Two four o'clocks. No, the and... Steelers. You're not. Your Steelers are favorites, so they're not there. And you're. In your, ah, uh, you're so smart. You're so smart. <laughs> but still, yeah, it's, it's only so three. That's three, four, it's not great. Um, so we got eliminated team for the playoffs. Was there a slam dunk for this week? Um, yeah, I can read through the teams. So let's hear it. In the AFC, we have the Jets, the Patriots, the Colts, the Titans, the Bengals, Broncos, Raiders, Chargers, and then in the NFC, we have the. Giants, Commanders, Panthers, Packers, Bears, Rams, and Cardinals. 
So in the AFC, the AFC is really just between Houston and Pittsburgh. No one else you can really eliminate there. And in the NFC, if you want to fully get rid of Minnesota now, or if you want to just take a shot at some NFC South team, um, but either way, we're in crunch time. I feel like our better chance is the Saints, right? So the thing with the... Falcons, because like, the Falcons might be fully out. If we think the Bucks win, that essentially eliminates the Falcons because they would have to get a wild card spot then, which I don't think they can really do. But if the Bucks win, the Saints are eliminated, right? Also, that's also true. <laughs> or uh yeah, it's not because we also need, but for the AFC, we need the Colts to get eliminated. So maybe who we who do we like better to take that spot? The Texans or the Steelers? Yeah gross we're in a we're in a pickle here mm. or thought gardner Minshew was gonna really ruin this for us we could just do minnesota too if we think the rams are a lock which although we did eliminate them but if we think they're gonna make it at this point and if we think seattle with a game up on minnesota can just hold them off mm. Mm. So minnesota the the year they have the packers this week they can just win that that game and get right back in it does and then the lions next week also. the lions rest their starters I don't, I, don't so. I, I don't think so. I think they're, they're going to be, be in some they'd be seating. playing for seeding. They have the same record as the uh, as the NFC East winner. And we didn't mention it before. Lions' first division win in thirty years, which is insane. That's also crazy. It's their that first be like ever NFC North title. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> I don't know. I'm. Uh, I mean, if you guys want to eliminate the Steelers, that's fine with me. I don't. Um, hmm. I don't want to eliminate the Saints because if they win this week, then they just play the Panthers and like they can win that no, game and boom, they win the division. Um, who's got the Panthers in Week 18? Saints or no, no the Falcons? No, the Bucks. Yeah, oh, the Bucks got the Panthers. Oh, so I need Saints the Saints. Have the Falcons, you're right. Falcons have to win out. Saints have to win this week for the Falcons. That's tough. I'm gonna nominate either Saints or Steelers. It's up to you guys. Those are my two. If Who do you... the Steelers play this week? Seahawks in Seattle. Mm. They're not. Yeah, I think because Houston, because Houston beat game. the Steelers, and uh, and yeah, so they so so Pittsburgh lost the Steelers and the Colts, and they're two and they're a game back on on the Bills. I I think I think the Steelers are they have a far more difficult path to get in than the Saints. Oh, uh, question: If the so I I don't know like what's going on with the Jaguars. We'll we'll just say in our mind that they clinched um the division. If both the Texans and the Colts win this week, is week eighteen for the final playoff spot between the Colts and the Texans? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, assuming the Jaguars win, maybe. Yeah, assuming I mean, technically the, the Jaguars. It's crazy. The ja- Do we eliminate the Jaguars? Just go full two hundred IQ here. <laughs> I mean, the Jaguars. They have they they have the same record as the Texans now. The Texans win the fucking division. Yeah. They're both. They're all eight and seven. It's crazy. And, and the Jaguars. But the thing is, they just play the Panthers and the Titans, which and is the like Titans. Yeah, so annoying. no way they lose those. You have um, to assume okay. they win that. I, yeah. I don't feel like we can eliminate the st- the Texans like that. I feel like we can't do that because Stroud is. I think back right. Hopefully, I, I think mean, it's a long concussion. Uh, hopefully, he's back. Point. But either way, they have like Titans. I mean, the Titans could play spoiler. Who knows? But then that Colts game in Week 18. I feel like it's either got to be the Steelers or one of the NFC South teams, or if you want to do Minnesota. Kind of leading Steelers at this point. I'm leading, I'm leading Steelers because they because they, they they have the Ravens in Week 18 too. Like there's, I mean they. Oh, but the Ravens are benching. 
Oh, they could be. If the Ravens do bench, if they win this week too, the Ravens have no reason to play those guys. Like absolutely no reason. Like you're going to be seeing Tyler Huntley at quarterback. This is this Mm. is this is the spot we were we were expecting. No, you know what? I'm going to ride with the Dolphins this week, so the Ravens still have to play next week. So the Steelers. We'll take in the Steelers. All right. Yeah. Sorry, Matt. It's okay. It's okay. (laughs) The NFC South lives another day. (laughs) <laughs> it was another day um all right so we're gonna eliminate the Steelers um they will be a fully pretty much eliminated if they lose this week to Seattle um so we hope you guys did enjoy um uh this episode and uh, if you guys did enjoy on YouTube we'd appreciate you dropping a thumbs up let us know in the comments what you guys think and if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify we'd appreciate a rating and review over there as well and we'll catch you guys in the week 17 preview later in the week peace